The Pittsburgh Pirates have appeared to find their future at the catching position with Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis. But what's next for the Pirates' dynamic duo behind the dish? You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody, to the Locked On Pirates podcast. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for uh, bearing with me for not getting a show yesterday. I was battling a cold with the weather change. Sound a lot better today after some meds. And on today's show, we continue the player review series. We have talked about starting pitching. We've talked about relief pitching. We've talked about first base. Now we move on to the catcher position which was a revitalized season, I would say, for the catching position, a position that has seen a ton of flux from behind the dish for quite a while. And unlike first base, which we talked about in the last show, the Pirates knew that they had catching waiting in the wings in the minor leagues this season. It started the season with Austin Hedges and Jason DeLay, and that was for most of the first half of the year. And we knew that neither of those guys was really going to stick at that position full time because obviously Austin Hedges was just not getting it done. We've heard enough of the Austin Hedges stuff to hear at this point about the 2023 season. Jason DeLay, who we'll talk about in the third segment of this show, though, may have found himself a role in Pittsburgh for quite some time. But Hedges was eventually traded to Texas, who is on the verge of potentially an ALCS appearance. And before that, though, Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis joined the show and highlighted the position for the remainder of the year. And due to something we'll talk about in the second segment, uh, we'll start with Andy, uh, who manned the catcher position 52 times in 2023, starting in 45 of those appearances. And he had 57 total games. He did have a few appearances at first. He had a few appearances in the DH spot as well. But Endy finished the season with 186 at-bats, a 220 average, 284 on-base percentage, a 328 slugging, and a 612 OPS with three home runs and 13 ribbies. So nothing that really flies off the page offensively for Andy Rodriguez, but he did improve as the season progressed. And going into this season with a guy like Andy Rodriguez and even with a guy like Henry Davis, you're going to probably hear me say this a couple times on the show, this is expected really from a catching prospect right away. You saw Adley Rushman, but Adley Rushman was just a whole different breed of catching prospect for the Baltimore Orioles. But most catching prospects, when they come up, you really want them to get the defense down first, and the offense usually slowly comes along. And I think that was the story with Andy Rodriguez. He had his big games as well, including him and Henry Davis homering in the same game, which was kind of a culmination of those two finally being mainstays on this roster, which is what I expect them to be moving forward, but defense became quite the strength for Andy Rodriguez throughout the season, and that's why I think he eventually got the nod over Henry Davis to be the full-time catcher this year, because among all catchers 
this year, folks, for Andy Rodriguez. He ranked 19th defensively overall, like just overall defensively. Andy Rodriguez ranked 19th among all catchers. And on average, Andy also had a 1.90 second pop time, which, folks, that's really good. I mean, JT Real Muto is one of the best defensive catchers in all of baseball, and he averages around a 1.86. So having a 1.9 second pop time is something you really like to see from Andy. And that resulted in nine caught stealing attempts on 30 attempts. So 30 attempts against Eddie Rodriguez, and he threw out nine guys, a 30% success rate at nabbing opposing base runners, something that was a tough thing for a lot of catchers this year with the bigger bases and some of the rules with throwing over to first base. Guys were taking way bigger leads. So that pop time is going to be something that you're looking for from Eddie Rodriguez to keep that moving to where teams might be a little reluctant to really run on a guy like Andy Rodriguez, because taking those kind of guys out of the, uh, off the base pass, it's how you don't allow runs. And Andy Rodriguez was a big component to that kind of stuff. And obviously he had some framing issues. Another thing that you expect from a rookie season, from a catcher, he ranked in the 44th percentile in framing across baseball. I feel like pitch framing was like the biggest topic of conversation in Pittsburgh for like two months uh, particularly, of course, with Austin Hedges. But heading into 2024, I think it's pretty clear that we expect a full dose of Andy Rodriguez behind the dish. And obviously that's going to be stuff that he's going to be working on all offseason. He's obviously going to continue to be working on this stuff. And really what you're hoping for going into next year with Andy Rodriguez is that the defense stays – the pop time stays, the pitch framing gets a little bit better with some off-season workouts and all kinds of other stuff that he can do to improve on that metric. But you would obviously want his improvements, if anything, to come offensively. And you looked at what Andy's strengths were in the minor league system since becoming a Pittsburgh Pirate in the minor league system. And across his time being in the Pirate system and the Mets system, he has a career 296 and 895 OPS in the minor leagues. He's a career 296 average hitter with an 895 OPS. I'm here to tell you guys, folks, if he ever even gets close to those numbers, he's a top 10 catcher in baseball. Now, that's going to take time. It just is. It's something that you're going to have to wait for. It's going to take time because his defense is also going to improve over time. And, you're looking at Endy, if he can improve defensively after what was a good 2023 campaign defensively and come out and play a full season next year and bat, let's say, in the 250s or 260s, I think that allows the Pirates to say that, one, they've helped Endy improve, and two, he's going to help the team improve if he improves. That's just how important Endy Rodriguez is to this team and to a position that just has not seen consistency in a long time. I mean, you could go back to Francisco Cervelli, but he wasn't here that long. You could go back to Jason Kendall, but that was a long time ago, folks. The Pirates have not had stability at the catcher position for quite some time. And Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis appear to be fixing that. And although he took the most reps in the second half of the season, he wasn't the only catcher to debut this year because Henry Davis 
Didn't see much action behind the dish. So where does he play heading into the 2024 season? We'll talk about that in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you guys about the wonderful people over at Jace Medical. Use the promo code Locked On for $20 off to get the Jace case and get yours today at jacemedical.com because the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and, in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our onboard certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions because Jace was created and recommended by doctors. Don't get caught unprepared because everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected because Jace handles everything. From online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Because, again, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Chase Medical, make sure you have the medication on hand, and it's simple because they handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com to empower yourself and be prepared today. And we all know that Henry Davis debuted before Andy Rodriguez this season. And he became one of the fastest number one overall selections to make it to the MLB level. But before we get into that, guys, just so you know, on tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking about second base and all of the things that happened at that position, as well as all the things that could happen at that position. That means... On Thursday, we're going to talk about shortstop. We're going to talk a little bit about O'Neill Cruz and then other things that pertain to the shortstop position in that recap. And then, of course, on Friday's show, we're going to be talking about Key Brian Hayes and his wonderful 2023 campaign that he had over at third base and maybe even a little bit about Jared Triolo once again. But back to Henry Davis, who debuted on June 19th. Of course, many expected when Henry came up, that he was going to catch alongside Austin Hedges and Jason DeLay, but that was not the case. And a lot of people were thrown awry by this, including myself, because it appeared that when Henry was coming up, he was going to be the guy as the catcher, coming up before Andy, doing all the stuff. But Henry Davis ended the 2023 season with zero. Yes, you just heard me right zero starts as a catcher. And that was a position one that he was drafted as he was drafted number one overall as a catcher and has 672 innings of experience playing the position in the minors. Now I will preface this and say, even before he came up, I didn't think he was going to be ready to catch. I would have liked to see him more in a DH role, but instead We saw Henry Davis in right field for the most of his time at MLB this year. And he played that position quite a bit in the minor leagues as well, having 148 innings of it in the minors. And much like Andy, as I mentioned earlier, Davis had plenty 
of offensive firepower in the minors. And it's something that we've heard about ever since Henry Davis was drafted by this team is that he was going to be an above average offensive like option as a catcher. And, and he hit 286 with a 947 OPS in his minor league career. And a large part of that success was just him, you know, using all the hit tools that he possesses. And a large part of that comes to, okay, you want to have his bat in the lineup. And him not playing catcher was kind of a benefactor of that. He didn't play catcher all really at all. I think he only played it like twice. But when you want to include a guy's bat in the lineup, him and Endy both can't catch. You're not going to have one start for four innings and the other start for five. It's just not going to happen. And you wanted Endy and Davis in the lineup to see what you were working with. Can't be mad about that either. And DH was also an option for Henry Davis, something you saw him do a little bit after returning from that injury. But that was manned by Andrew McCutcheon primarily before his injury. So it, it was getting kind of interesting where Davis was going to play because you want to see his bat in the lineup and you want to see what you have in the kid, but it was hard. So they opted to force him into playing right field and it never really worked out for Henry Davis. It never really amounted to much of anything at that corner outfield spot. And I won't say that it was anything like it was his fault. He just didn't have a ton of experience at the position. But he never really, I think, felt comfortable out there. Now, there were some things that he did great. He was throwing runners out at home. His arm strength, which we'll talk about in a minute, was phenomenal. But in 417 innings in right field this year, Davis had a 937 fielding percentage, a negative six range on outs above average, and a zero arm value. Stuff that you just don't want from that position. I mean, yeah, the Pirates have a slew of outfielders, which we'll be talking about next week. But I don't know if they've really had anybody that's been impressive defensively, like gold glove impressive. Now, Jack Sawinski, he's been impressive. Brian Reynolds has done decent things out there and left. But right field has been kind of in that same vein as first base over the past half decade where they just really haven't found anybody that can consistently play the position. And you remember, they had Gregory Polanco. They had Andrew McCutcheon. They had Starling Marte. But they just really haven't found anybody that was really going to be a very good defensive player while also having uh, offensive output that was respectable. Now, despite everything that I just said, though, Henry did rank in the 98th percentile in arm strength this season in right field. And that's a testament to something that I think is going to be very useful for him next season. And here's why. Ben Charrington has said plenty of times that Henry Davis was going to catch and do all these other things, and he didn't do that this year. But he did emphasize that in Henry Davis's offseason plan, he will likely be featured and continue to learn the catcher position and do that primarily, with a hope, of course, that that becomes his primary position in 2024. And obviously, one of the biggest things that Henry Davis has to work on is, of course, the defense. 
that's a big reason why he wasn't doing it this year, I would say. That's a big reason why the Pirates opted to go with Andy Rodriguez primarily because his defense was just farther along. And I expect that his bat, that Davis that is, will come around, uh, come around naturally for him because he's just that talented at the plate. But you also have to keep, like, keep in mind, his rookie campaign saw a lot, folks. He was catching at the beginning of the year at AAA. He played right field at AAA. He comes up. He's playing right field, a position that he's really not played all that much in his career. He's also trying to learn how to catch behind the scenes and try to learn how to hit major league hitting. It's a lot of ups and downs for a kid in their first year. And learning the outfield is something that could prove valuable for him, of course. And there, again, are many variables that speak to some of his struggles that he had. But when you look at Henry Davis moving into next season, I think the biggest question is, where does he play? Because you want his bat in the lineup. He is imperative to the Pirates being a successful team in 2024. He's a part of that core that they are trying to build. So does he stick in right field? Do they have him stick in right field and learn the position, learn how to ball track a little bit better? He could catch primarily, which would mean on days that he catches, Andy DHs, on days that Andy catches, Henry DHs. Henry could also move to first base, something that I think would be a lot easier for him. He has the frame to do it. I think it's something that he would probably become a natural at pretty quickly, and it would hopefully fix that issue, and you could have him and Triolo man that position for the entire season if you wanted to. Or you could do a full DH role for Henry Davis. But I think the biggest thing for him going into next season is finding him something that is consistent that also suits him well enough for his play to shine. Because again, the Pirates drafted this kid number one overall in the draft two years ago. He is a very talented player. We know this. But when you have all of these different things that you were consistently doing on a daily basis at that point, where he was doing a different thing, it felt like every day, it's going to be hard for him to want to get up and play because he just doesn't know what he's doing just yet. And giving him a consistent role will help that. And that's something that I think the Pirates all across the board have to do. Okay, you have Brian Reynolds in left. You have Sawitzki in center. You have whatever you want to do in right, be it Palacios or Davis. You have Hayes at third. You have Cruz at short. You have whoever wins that battle at second. You have Endy at catcher. You have Keller and Oviedo in the rotation, but at some point, you have to just keep things consistent. And for Henry Davis, I think that was the biggest issue this year, he was just placed in so many different spots that it was hard for him to ever get rolling. It was hard for him to ever find something that was working for him because everything was constantly changing. Consistency is key going into next year for this team. It is. It's very, very big. And Andy and Davis are obviously going to highlight the catching position heading into next season, depending, of course, more on Andy, less on Henry. 
But there are some other players and prospects that deserve some conversation as well. But we'll get into that in just a moment here in the final segment of today's episode of Locked on Pirates. But before we do, folks, let's talk a little bit about FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked on because October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because if you join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets. It's a lot of money, folks. That's guaranteed, by the way, when you place your first $5 bet. So you place 5 bucks, and you get $200 in bonus bets. So you win money either way. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. You can bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, Predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball and the Locked On Podcast Network. So we obviously know that Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez are going to be the highlights and the people that we look at the most when we look at the catcher position heading out of 2023 and going into 2024 and the foreseeable future. But there were other contributions that happened this season that are still in the organization. One that is not, though, is Austin Hedges, who made plenty of defensive contributions, who Mitch Keller spoke highly of, but is obviously not with the organization anymore. And Dacian DeLay, though, he remains. And he was a valuable backup catcher for the Pirates for most of the season because, of course, Tyler Heineman, who also is no longer in the organization, was kind of his competitor. But now Jason DeLay has kind of firmly put himself in a spot where he can be the backup catcher for this Pittsburgh Pirates team moving forward. And Jason DeLay ended the season with a 251 average, the best among all the catchers on the roster, and a 666 OPS over 70 games and 167 at-bats. Also, the games and OPS, the most among any catcher for the Pirates that is still on the roster. Now, we know Jason DeLay, he's not the flashiest player. Um, he's not going to be the guy that would be like a starter for a good baseball team at the catcher position. But let's say the Pirates do decide to keep Henry in other areas or a DH role. I think Jason DeLay has proven he could be a a backup catcher worthy of a roster spot heading into next year. He's a guy that had some big moments with hits. Now, obviously, he's not a big power guy, but he was getting hits. The average speaks to that. And he did struggle, though, with giving up stolen bases. The bat was a lot better than what we had seen from anything else. But when you surrender 49 stolen bases on 55 attempts, gets a little gets a little shaky in terms of having Jason Delay in there. But that is something again that a lot of catchers struggled with this year with the rule changes. And Delay also had a 75th percentile pitch framing season, which is very good. A little step down from Austin Hedges, a little step up from Eddie Rodriguez and Henry Davis. One of the things that I could see Jason DeLay doing next season, now obviously keeping him on the roster for just this one thing, would be very hard to justify, but the Pirates did it a little bit this year with Austin Hedges until they eventually moved on. 
I could see Jason DeLay being the catcher for Mitch Keller. I could see every Mitch Keller start it being Jason DeLay behind the dish because maybe Mitch Keller will ask for that. And you'd obviously want to keep your best pitcher on the roster happy while also allowing him to be his best self. And I think that's something that the Pirates are going to do moving forward with Mitch Keller is ask him, hey, who do you want behind the dish for your starts? Be it Jason DeLay, be it Andy Rodriguez, maybe even be it Henry Davis. Lots can change from right now until next season. DeLay also produced a plus two fielding run value on the season. Nothing flashy, nothing that's going to fly off the page, but for a backup catcher, nothing you could be mad about either. I mean, you look at those stats for a backup catcher and you say, okay, I'll take that every day of the week. Now, DeLay's adjusted salary sits around 661000 I would assume that it'll probably be in that range next season because I believe he was on a minor league deal this year. Maybe he gets a major league deal for a little more money. Now, obviously, Tyler Heineman, who I mentioned earlier, moved on to Toronto. So now that we've mentioned Andy, Andy Rodriguez, we've mentioned Henry Davis, and we've mentioned Jason DeLay, what's there to see from the catching position in the minor leagues? For starters, much like first base, most of these guys won't make a serious push for the position in 2024. I'll just be completely honest like for that reason. Because now that Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis have graduated from their prospect status, the Pirates currently have a goose egg, zero, in their top 30 prospects via MLB prospects at the catcher position. And to end the season, you look down, We you don't even have to go that far, and I'm not going to go that far either. But you look at AAA, and they had three catchers at the end of the season on the roster, Luis Hernandez, Grant Cock, and Don Nunez. All three of them are not on the 40-man roster. None of them really did anything flashy. And maybe one of them breaks out at some point, but I would basically expect nothing out of them for, for now. Now, again, a lot of that can change. And I would also say they're basically full-time minor league players. You then move on to AA Altoona, four catchers finished on the AA roster with, once again, zero 40-man roster players. Carter Bins, Adrian Gutierrez, Dylan Shockley, and Eli Wilson were on the AA roster, a catcher. And only one of them really impressed me a little bit from what I saw this year, and that was Eli Wilson, who finished 2023 with a 760 OPS across 174 at-bats. But again, nothing to make a serious push next year. I don't think he's going to be a guy that you're going to see really do much and make a push. The lower levels in Bradenton and Greensboro, same thing. No 40-man uh, roster players. Nothing really noteworthy to speak of from the catcher position. And you look at where the Pirates are with the catching position to end this episode. They have placed the fate of this position on Andy Rodriguez. And I would say at some point we expect Henry Davis to come around. But behind that, there's really nothing that you look at and you hope that Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis work out because if they don't catcher position might slide back into that void that it was in for quite a while. And their improvements are vital to the improvements of the Pittsburgh pirates as we head into 2024. 
Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode, as you always do here on the Locked on Pirates podcast. You can follow, like, and subscribe on YouTube, or you can listen on your favorite podcast platforms because this podcast is literally everywhere. Guys, thank you so much. My name is Ethan. Right there is my Twitter, at MEP underscore Ethan, or at Locked on Pirates for the show Twitter. You guys have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday afternoon and evening. Enjoy the playoff baseball and the Pittsburgh Penguins kicking off their season tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. Guys, have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will see you on the flip side.